Hello, and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. My name is John Keeley, and this is the podcast extension for ROI Show 525. Our noted guest today is Rita Hart, former state senator and current head of the Iowa Democratic Party, who will be talking with us about the future of the Iowa Democratic Party. The history bus joining us today are Jay Swords and Ed Broders. Ed, why don't you start us off? Thanks, John. Uh, Rita, one of the things... Um as a citizen that I've always found frustrating about political campaigns for a really long time is that they're woefully short on statistics. And I guess specifically I'll mention a couple of things. The administrative costs for Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid are less than 3%. But I don't hear anybody saying that out loud during a campaign. And another one is about health care, where we spend uh, in this country on health care twice as much as whomever is, whoever else is in second place. Um, Is it time to put a little meat on some of these campaign ads? Yeah, well, that's really an interesting question. It's it's because not everybody is... uh, um, believing that people react as well to actual data as they do to emotion, right? You know, I think that, that it's clear that, that media folks, um, you know, people who are um, in this industry, they talk about how to move the needle, you got to appeal to people's emotions. And that's why you see, so many of these ads that that feed on fear, um, that feed on anger, that um, sometimes use humor, not nearly enough, um, because that's that's what what um, I think a lot of uh, producers of this type of um, commercial political uh, messaging would say is what what um, you need to do in those ads is to appeal to people's emotions. And so, so I do think that there are a lot of people that um, are able to dismiss that as exact what it is, you know, that, Oh, they're trying to appeal to my, my fear. Right. And they push that aside. Where are the facts? Um, But, but I think that that answers your your question that that is why you don't see the statistics nearly as much as you see these other, these other methods of, of getting people to, to be convinced and moved one way or another. But I do think those statistics that you pointed out are, you know, they're, they're, they're very uh, to the point, right? That, but it's, but people often don't listen to the facts. They just don't. Jay. So I'm going to follow up on Ed's question there and because I've heard both at at the local and state level and also at the national level um, that one of the problems at least Midwestern Democrats have is that they suffer from Midwest nice syndrome. Um, we're just we're just too nice. We don't we don't play the attack ad game very well. We don't play the emotional button push very well. And at the moment, we're being out 
out emotioned that 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 that's ultimately the the issue is that we're just not willing to get down and dirty and and make some of those accusations is that a fair assessment and and if so what can you do about it and if not even more so what can you do about it how do you how do you counter that knowing that emotion sells at the ballot box yeah that's why these uh these media companies um, are, you know, they make a lot of money for doing what they do, right? Because it is um, a trek. It's not easy. Um, and I, I'm here to tell you that, <laughs> that I've uh, seen a lot of not Iowa nice uh, commercials here in the state. You know, I, I think we've had our share of them. Um, but, uh, I think there's a bit difference, you know, and I think, again, that's why a good campaign is does a lot of research behind it. And I think um, as a general um, rule of thumb, when it comes to Democrats, um, our Democrats are are less likely to um, they, they are they are not going to react very well to a what they would consider a mean ad or or a under the belt ad, you know. Um, and so, therefore, it's a little harder um, to be to create the kind of ad that um, is not rejected, um, um, but instead is clever enough, or or makes the case in a way that is that is that is delivers a straight punch, but is not considered too harsh. So, yeah, I think that's why why um, you know it's not easy, and that's why not everyone's successful at it. Um, Rita, in Scott County, if I recall, in the 2022 election, one of the things that I hate to say flogged the Democrats was that there was a substantial increase in newly registered Republicans over Democrats, um, and that definitely hurt at the uh, ballot box. Um, Having said that, though, what can be done to get independents to possibly start signing up with the Democrats or at least have issues that could possibly side with us in 24? Because, of course, in 22, as bad as it was, and it was not good by any means, it was also an off-year election. Um, Republicans should have taken everything hands down in the nation, and they didn't, which I think was a shocker to all of us, except for in Iowa they took it. But um, what plans do we have for independence? Because when it comes to the presidential elections, they are the difference. Oh, absolutely, and, and always have been. And, and yeah, um, we did suffer a registration um, deficit there. And, and our, uh, our turnout among our base Democrats was not, was not on the par with the Republicans. And that hurts us. That's, you know, I think that that electorate... Um, um, we have got to um, make great changes there, and and to me that just comes down to a lot of hard work of of uh, doing a better job of the organizing, a better job of the communications, a better job of of voter registration, a better job of reaching out neighbor to neighbor, and um, and getting folks to understand um, the differences between the parties and why this re- this extreme Republican agenda is not good for the state of Iowa. I think we have a great case to make. Again, <clears throat> when we look at um, 
the recent polling that shows that we are that Democrats are standing up for the issues that do reflect Iowa values. We just have to do a better uh, we have to get to work and do a better job of organizing, a better job of turning out um, folks and getting them to understand the differences between the two parties. Ed, so, um, Rita, uh, the state of Michigan um, turned all blue last fall. Um, and I think it's fair to say Michigan is much more an urban state and Iowa Correct. is rural. But nonetheless, they flipped the state house, uh, reelected their governor. Um, are there pieces of that strategy that can be adapted to Iowa? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I think there are more states that we need to learn from also, um, you know, states like Wisconsin. Um, um, we, we need to look to our neighbors to the north in Minnesota and, and how they have been able to, um, uh, you know, be successful. There's, there are lessons everywhere knowing that every state is different and um, that um, there, are, there are forces at play here in Iowa that are particularly challenging. But again, you know, I, th- I think it's, uh, it's a, a day-to-day um, effort that we've all got to do. I, I talk about this um, when I'm out talking to um, Democrats um, in groups that, I look at this much like um, a, a thing, a, a job that you have to do, right, that is kind of overwhelming. And I, I compare it to when I was a kid growing up in northern Iowa with a, a big family. And, and so I have eight brothers and sisters. And in, in northern Iowa, there's a lot of rocks to pick up in the field. And um, so dad would get us out there, all nine of us. So there'd be 10 of us in the field and we'd look at this big field and all these rocks that had to be picked up. And it just seemed so pointless and so insurmountable. Right. And, and, but he would always say nothing worthwhile comes about without hard work. It's an old Teddy Roosevelt thing. Right. And, and so we'd get to work and, you know, we didn't, think about it this way, but I know that he thought about that every rock that we picked up and threw up onto that hay rack was one rock that was not going to dent up a disc or go through a piece of machinery or, or hurt the combine, right? Um, we just saw a lot of rocks. And, but as we walked across that field, you soon found your place. You found your spot as in you left the smaller rocks for the littler kids and you left the bigger rocks for the kids who could handle them better. And you picked up the rocks that you could handle and you worked as fast as you could and you, you, you um, took it one rock at a time. And, and then when you got to the end of the field, Dad always would turn us around and say, take a look. And you could see the difference. And that's what helped you to make the next round, right? And, and that's where we're kind of at with the Democratic Party, I think, is that if we know that it's, that it's worthwhile, that this is hard work, but it's worthwhile, we know what direction this state is going in under Republican leadership, and we want to turn it around. And we've got to do it one act at a time, one group effort at a time, because when you take it one rock at a time, you eventually make a difference. And, and that's where we're at. Jed. So along those lines, then, let us in on the process of, of 
picking candidates. Um, you know, everybody talks about you've got to have great candidates and, and they've got to be able to do the work and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know that, that most people who are not heavily involved in the politics um, in the state understand how the candidate recruitment process works. So can you give us a, a sense from a, from a state level? Um, how do you make sure that you have good candidates? Yeah, well, first of all, I think that the, a good candidate is a candidate that that um, really has reflects the community in which they live, and that's why we get you know kind of upset sometimes when when we know that there are candidates who've moved into the district for the direct purpose of running for an office. They're not you know they're not um, reflective of that district of that community. So. So that's first and foremost. And then and then, you know, they have to um, be willing to roll up their sleeves and, and go to work and have that kind of work ethic that it takes to be successful, because it's not easy. It's not easy to run for office, particularly these days. And, and there's so many different things about it that you, that is that um, a lot of people um, are not prepared to do. Um, but it's more than just the candidate, I want to point out. I mean, yes, we have to have good candidates who are reflective of their community, who have who have their priorities straight, who are going into this um, for the purpose of public service, not not because they think this is going to be personally uh, uh, great for them, right? It has to be – those are the kinds of candidates not only that win elections but actually do the state some good when they get put into power. Um, so that's so important, I think. But we also recognize that it's not easy to run, and there's got to be a strong group of uh, support around that candidate. And that's, again, what the Iowa Democratic Party has got to get right, um, and that is to um, put in the, um, the structure around each of those candidates to run a good, strong campaign that is well-funded and has great strategy and is engaging that causes uh, um, people to be inspired to get involved. And so those are, that's a big task, but it's so important that we get it right. Also, if you don't have a candidate that's uh, not endorsed by President Trump, that kind of helps you uh, understand why they don't get elected either. Um, we would like to thank our guests for the 525th show. Rita Hart, former state senator and current head of the Iowa Democratic Party, who talked to us about the future of Iowa Democratic Party. The history bus for today's show were Jay Swords and Ed Broders. ROI can be found at 9.30 p.m. Friday nights on KALA or on the web at TuneIn.com. If you're looking for older programs, you'll find them at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to find nearly a decade of ROI shows. And you can also find ROI on your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.